Okay, everybody, I am Josh, and he is... Christopher. And together we combine to make f amazing fantasy football. We do the little, like, say infusion dance, and uh, we <laughs> combine to make amazing fantasy football. I forgot all that. Um, how you doing today, Chris? Sorry, it'd be like this. Yeah, anyway, I'm doing great. Uh, a little rough morning. Um, uh, we're on a... It was a rough morning. Yeah, I guess uh, we're on a... It feels weird being on a Thursday, uh, but whatever. Um, it's a good evening. Um, I'm really excited to talk about rankings. Uh, July is the time for rankings. It's a little early, but that's when you start kind of getting your you know, 1.0 version and you start parsing through them and start moving stuff around as training camp starts up and whatnot, what, mid-July. So I'm really excited mm -hmm. about tonight, mm -hmm. really excited about July, and let's go. Alrighty, today we are here to talk about some rankings. Uh, Chris and I have uh, both done some rankings, and we're going to kind of duke it out amongst our ranks. Um, we're kind of similar on a lot of stuff, and we'll go through the like our rankings. We can post them somewhere. We'll find a place to post them. People can look at them, and we will change them at some point. A lot of these are just some of mine are like some of my rookies are pretty low right now, just to kind of you know give a heads up to people, just because there there hasn't been a lot of uh, a lot of news coming out of teams lately. So until I until I start hearing some preseason hype or um, what's the opposite of hype? Uh, negative reports. Hype. Negative reports. That man. That, like there needs to be like an anti-hype thing. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Anti Anyways. Um. Yes. Did we we haven't done a show. Oh yeah. And by the way, we're back after yeah, our one, one month hiatus. That's a good point. I guess we we were still still so busy. It didn't see. It kind of didn't seem like a break. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Did, that did month, we address that month Julio? went by uber quick. Yeah. And we never did. So why don't you talk about Julio for a second? Uh, yeah, I don't have the trade parameters pulled up, but that's fine. Let's just talk about fantasy implications. Obviously, uh, you know, news is a little late. I'm sure you guys know Julio Jones was traded to the Titans. Um, he's going to pair up with, uh, AJ Brown and Tannehill and Henry. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. um, I, for one, uh, on the Tennessee side of things, I'm very excited about that offense. I was already very excited about that offense. I don't think this, mm -hmm. I think any hit that, uh, AJ Brown takes from volume because of Julio showing up, will probably be made up with efficiency. I mean, he just, he's a special player. I mean, a lot of people have him as a Dynasty 1-0, uh, the number one receiver in Dynasty. I know we're talking redraft, Who's but I that? just wanted to mention uh, A.J. Brown. Oh, yeah. You'll I, look I at, uh, that, we won't get right. to him today, because we'll do uh, receivers some other time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't have him at my 101 or 102 or anything crazy like that in redraft. But, uh, you know, so age has something to do with it. So on the Atlanta side of things, uh, and we'll get to this today, uh, obviously, you know, we're looking at a, a target, pretty darn big target vac vacancy in Atlanta. Uh, Pitts was drafted. Um, they haven't really made many other moves. I think there was one other six-round or undrafted rookie, Frank something Darby. That's pretty insignificant. Um, obviously, there's Calvin Ridley. Um, I think I read somewhere a lot of two tight end sets with, uh, is it Hurst is there also? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we'll get into pits uh, probably maybe later, <laughs> but uh, that's the news. That's pretty much it. Yep. That's, I mean, that's why we chose to take June off and we might be doing that moving forward too, just because there just isn't a lot that comes out in as far as like news from the NFL and everything. Mm -hmm. I, they're just they're, like, they're doing less training camps and all that nowadays with the players. So it's just, you, there, there just isn't a lot of news. So we took June off. We did some behind the scenes work. I did a couple of videos yeah, on DeAndre Swift and Tua. Um, what's that? Yeah. Look, look at our new overlay. 
Yep. And Chris did a new overlay. So we look a little bit different and it, I think it's for the better. Yeah. I, hope so. yeah. I mean, that looks good. Tinkering here and there, but <laughs> yeah, you can, you can see my, you can see my comics back there now. And oh, you know, they were on the wall behind me before they're still on the wall behind me, but it's much further away and yada, yada. So blah, blah, blah. Yada, awesome. yada. Let's get into it, Chris. Let's do this. How about that? Let's duke it out. All right. So, Chris, we uh, we went through and we kind of picked out three players from each other's uh, quarterbacks and tight end rankings, and uh, we some discrepancies we had. And so, who's your first guy that you found that you didn't like in my rankings? My 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 rankings that have poured a lot of blood and sweat into this digital file that I I sent to and you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your blood, sweat, and tears and dismiss. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's start with the I guess for lack of a better term, the headliner, the one we're kind of far apart on. You, you addressed some of it in the beginning of the show where you said your rookies are still a little low. You've got some time to adjust him, although you usually mm-hmm. take the stance that, you know, you're going to kind of, you're not going to raise him too much. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been a Kyle Pitts guy from, I guess, quote unquote, day one. Oh, we're I mean, going to start with Pitts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess quarterback would have been, anyway. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, push I, have back him at, a little bit. I have him at 16 and you have him at Five, like this is where we over. This is one of the players we overlapped on. This is tight end five, to be clear. Yeah, and I just, I'm gonna kind of let you do your Kyle Pitts spiel, and then I'll just kind of jump in whenever I feel like it's necessary. But keep go, go ahead and say your thing. Absolutely. Now I did push back a little in Dynasty as it got down to crunch time in whatever May for uh, uh, rookie drafts, Mm -hmm. Um, just because it's such a big investment. But obviously his ranking is elevated in Dynasty for obvious reasons age he's gonna play you know, hopefully play a nice 10-year career etc but we're talking more redraft today so let's see here uh similar to kelsey um me and you've kind of taken this well we're not the only fantasy analyst but we've kind of taken this you know just take the tight end designation off of kelsey consider him a t- uh, wide receiver four wide receiver two whatever you want to call him right mm-hmm. obviously pitts is not going to be the wide receiver two or wide receiver four but i feel the exact same about his position designation in fantasy terms you can more or less just take it off with coolio gone he's gonna lie all over the place um i see him playing slot i see him playing out wide I obviously also played tight end, but so that's kind of where I'm at there. Uh, let's jump into some tight end college numbers uh, and uh, first year numbers, first year NFL numbers, except it's going to be second for Kelsey. Uh, he actually didn't play barely at all um, his first year due to uh, knee surgery, I believe it was, uh, for some of the greatest rookie tight ends ever. And we'll get an idea of what to expect year one from Mr. Pitts. Kelsey okay. was 23 or 24 when drafted. Pitts is 20. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that leads a little bit more towards the uh, dynasty side of things, but I wanted to mention that. Now, uh, we can look from a redraft perspective. Argy is less ready because of the age, but I think when you look at his college production and the fact that Julio's out of town, that more or less nullifies if you're worried about him, you know, not being NFL ready because he's 20. He still played, what, three years, I think it was? Uh, let's see here. Kelsey's first year, he had 67 catches. Don't you think Pitts is probably capable of that? If not, maybe, maybe closer to a hundred. Uh, took Jeremy Shockey two years to equal one of Pitts collegiate collegiate seasons. Um, so 40 catches, 519 yards and seven touchdowns for Shockey's last year. Not bad. I got another hurricane for you. Uh, the old tight end you, as it were, (laughs) uh, Kellen Winslow Jr., in my opinion, he reminds me more of Pitts in their style and their collegiate production when you look at that. 
his last year okay. in college. 60 catches, 605 yards, one touchdown. But he did have eight the year before. Kelsey, 45 catches, 722 yards, a nice 16-yard average, and eight touchdowns. Those are the types of numbers uh, Pitts was putting up in college. Um, Pitts was 43 catches, okay. 770 yards, 17.9 12 touchdowns, and of course he's 6'6", 250, so that's nice to have. Where are we on NFL numbers? Winslow Jr. didn't play much his first couple of years, actually, uh, so 06 is what I went off of. Uh, it definitely was injuries. I remember him being a bit of a knucklehead, but I don't think it was that early that he was. Maybe maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, 89 catches, 875 yards, 9.8 average. Uh, don't have the touchdowns. It was real low. I think it was like three. And his dad, uh, Kelly Winslow Sr., also didn't play much in his first year. So 1980, <laughs> 89 catches, 12, uh, 1,290 yards, 14 and a half per, and nine touchdowns at 23 years old. Did because the only rookie you, tight end. I'm sorry, are you are you quoting college stats? I did college first. Now I'm doing NFL. I, th- I thought I said that. These last okay. two Winslow, Winslows were NFL stats. Did because the only tight end ever surpassed 1,000 yards in, a, in his rookie year. I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. going to change after after Pitts finishes his rookie year. He was 50. Uh, Ditka was 56 catches, 1076 yards, 19.2 average, and 12 touchdowns. And what do you know? Ditka also played wide receiver in college at Pitt. Um, they only played 10 games back then. So what I look at is I look at this correlating production from collegiate uh, tight end production over to the NFL in particular their first year. And when you take uh, the vacated targets from Julio. I mean, I don't see how you can't have a tight end one season on your hands here with Kyle Pitts. Okay. So here's my thing. Okay, so I'm looking at Evan Ingram right here. He is the best modern day, like like very recent tight end, rookie tight end to have. Uh, let me rephrase that. He is the most recent rookie tight end to have some real meaningful stats. Like he's in the he's the sixth best tight, rookie tight end ever. 722 yards, 64 catches, and six touchdowns. What does that get you? Roughly, he would have been like the tight end four or five last season in a down year for tight end. Okay, that's great. I'm never going to draft. You have Pitts as your fifth tight end off the board. Okay. So now you're going to, what's that? I said right behind Hawkinson, I believe. Yep. Right. So now. And that means that you have him at uh, overall 59th. Thank you. So that's what? Um, fifth round? Sixth round? So you're spending a sixth round pick, a later sixth round, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, you're spending a sixth round pick on, a, on your tight end that's a rookie that you're, well, he could do this, which I get. So what happens when Pitts only sees fifty percent of the snaps for week one? Are you are you scared? I don't think that's happening. Um, if I mean, it I does, guess, though, I guess they could if it does, are you scared? Are you going to stick with him for week two? Oh yeah, absolutely, I am. And what happens in week two when he says when he sees about fifty nine percent of the snaps? Are you scared then? Are you still sticking with him into th- week three? I mean. Depends on the other numbers, right? I mean, he could have tor- scored a touchdown and suddenly my stat sheet looks a little different. Yes, is that concerning moving forward in terms of me and you are always ones to look at things like targets and, you know, we're anticipating production. We're not necessarily... Hey, he's only getting five targets I mean? each game. Uh, 
that, that'd be a little worse. Now you've spent a now you've spent a sixth round pick where you easily could have gotten, and this is according to your 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 rankings. You could have had something in the likes of Brandon Ayuk or T Higgins, or uh, Josh Allen, which I, it's still very early for a quarterback, but still, you know, like that's yeah, I mean, not a that's not like bad. I'd rather have much, yeah. I would, but I would much rather take a shot on Josh Allen, who I'm pretty sure is going to have some more guaranteed production than Pitts, who's a rookie. Who, and and this is my personal philosophy, man. It's it really is. But rookies are. It's just a sort of what have you done for me lately? Absolutely nothing. So it's just a lot of conjecture that I don't really. I couldn't disagree more. Rookies are breaking out all over the place at at multiple positions, even quarterback. For God's sake, but you're getting zero value out of out of Pitts, though. No, you're getting positional advantage if he ends up being the tight end one, which is a possibility. If the the tight end one, the best tight end in, in as a rookie. I'm not predicting no. that, but it's. I mean, I'm, I'm no. ranking. I'm ranked at five. It's absolutely possible. Absolutely possible. He, it's possible he has the greatest tight end season of all time. I think it's more important to mention that I don't have him ranked as such. I don't have him ranked over Kelsey or in the first round or anything like that. I just think generally when you talk about rookies, the league has changed over the past. Seven years, it feels I get like. that, but tight end is is also is like the second hardest position to Agreed. like get a hold of as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like that's cornerback why, being that's probably why I gave the, you all these corner, rookie tight cornerback being probably the. That's why I gave all you right, all these rookie tight end. I'm not, not going to convince you because I you're know. just like firmly well, entrenched in this. That's cool. I have him as sixteen. That's because I brought him up, right? You're not going to though. That's the thing. Like you're not like, and and so, I mean, like yeah, I maybe I should raise him up a little bit. But when I'm looking at my rankings and I'm just like, okay, well, I would rather have Anthony Ferkser, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, uh, Gronk, Dallas Goddard, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, Blake Jarwin, but yeah, and so on and so on and so on, climbing up the list over Pitts. All those guys finish I, behind Pitts. You know, what do you do? What's that? <laughs> I said, if all these guys finish behind Pitts, you know, in a manner of speaking, you lost. And also, I think two things, important things. Not really, because I've, because I've used that sixth round pick that you're trying to take them at. And, and, and you might have to go even higher because some, someone in your league might be foolish enough to try and reach for him. So you're just like, if you're sitting there drafting with well, someone else, two you things know. Last thing that love, I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. If you know that someone else in your league loves Pitts if as much as you do, or if not more, and they're just being, you know, they're not the the savviest drafter, you know, they might spend a, uh, you might th- have to spend like a fifth round pick on him to get him, and it's just like I feel like you're you're drafting him at his absolute peak value, which I don't like to do. I like to try and I don't think so. I like to try and get try and get value out of players, especially in the sixth round. I'm looking for guys that I'm getting value. I think you're. You're, you're. I, I think the two most absolute peak. The two things I would, uh, I guess, agree with you on the two things I would put on your side of the argument that you know are in the back of my mind in terms of as we go through July, August, etc., and my ranking on pits is that number one, it depends on my roster to that point, how I've been drafting. Did I go RBRB, mm-hmm. etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. That matters a ton. Say you to, say you have three. T- say you have three running backs and two wide receivers. It, well, let me finish. You've, though. you've it done also running on back, it, wide receiver already. And you're sitting there in the sixth round, and you're like, okay, so you have, sorry, two let's say, running T. Back, Higgins back, versus, receiver. what's that? Do I have two running backs and two receivers? I, I missed you there. Three three running backs and two wide receivers. Say, that's, that's how you've used your first five picks. doesn't matter what order. Gotcha. You have three RBs. You have three or two wide receivers. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You have T. Higgins or Kyle Pitts sitting there. What are you doing? 
Probably go one pits. That's my ranking set. Okay, then you need July to change 1. your rankings. Oh, what? I'm sorry. I thought you said... Oh, I see. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, July 1, uh, I have Tay Higgins two spots ahead. Yeah. Uh, or, to your point, work them down. Oh, that was my second point. Uh, last point, should I say, is that um, when I did my rankings, you know, I'll admit at a certain point, you know, not necessarily right here, but like, like you said with tight ends, we usually wait. Like, if we don't get Kelsey, we're like, oh, punt. That's not always what we do, but um, these Hawkinsons and these Pitts and, the you know, these top five, I guess we'll put it, or should I say, top five besides Kelsey. It's just, it's kind of a conundrum right now for me in July. However, the reasons I listed, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player year one, and I think positional skills. Where would you have ranked Pitts way. if Julio was still there? Lower. Um off the top How much of my lower? head. Just quickly. I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull him back up. We're again real quick. I would probably. So we're at the end of the six, were we? I mean. Sure. Seventh or eighth. I'd probably go behind. Um, in tight end rankings then. Yeah. I like Tanyan quite a bit. I think I've got a reasonable ranking on him, though. It's tight end six. So I'd probably go below Tanyan. I'm not in love with Andrews. Yeah. I'm still taking Pitts over Jarwin. Okay, yeah, so I'd move him under Tan Tanyan at tight end seven. I'm sorry, tight end six. Swap him at least once. Speaking of Robert Tanyan, that's the that's our <laughs> next guy that we're going to talk about because you have him way too high, dude. Way too high. Mm -hmm. He more or less, um, in his 2020 season, he more or less did what he did in his first two years with Green Bay. And, you know, like he played in, he played, like he played in 16 games and – his rookie year and he played in 11 and his in his sophomore year and then last season he played in 16 games again you know like he started in eight of them he only had 59 59 targets uh what would you say a snap percentage was i'm sure you didn't look it up so i'm gonna just have you guess snap percentage yeah he started how much how much was slow? he on the field 77 percent at best, it was 73% in one I game. At worst, it was 50. And it, his average was roughly about 64% of the time he was on the field. 64%. Mm. That's not very good, dude. Not very good at all. I, I think they like to run some three receiver sets, but I also think last year he showed how what he can do, and I think they're going to run less of those. And I don't think they have a third receiver any consequence, really. I say any consequence. They have the same fair. receiving core. They have the same receiving core. Plus From last year. Um, Devin Funches, if you even consider him a threat, um, as uh, ba -ba -ba you know what I'm saying? For sure. No, um, yeah, as, an, as another wide receiver option. I know that they don't like Equinemius St. Brown all that much, but Marquise Valdez scaling, if he can actually manage to catch those deep balls every once in a while, oh, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, and to, to put it in perspective, Hawkinson, who you have just like a spot above him or a couple spots above him, on the field for 73% of the snaps versus. Uh, Tunyon's 64%. 64% is oh, not good. Game, that is his not... highest game was 73, and he averaged 64 for the season, is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Go It'll go up easily. What? It'll go up. His touchdowns will go down. His snaps will go up. He has an 88 I don't think you can rate. really say that, though. I really I, don't. I mean... I don't know. Very efficient. It just, He's got one of the greatest quarterbacks and, of all time and, throwing the ball. That's great, but Aaron Rodgers has never had continuity with his tight ends to from year to year. He, I mean, there was—I mean, that, what was that one guy? I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't look all these guys up. 
But I mean, like there was one year there was Finley. Jermichael, Jermichael Finley. Finley. The, the, Finley was great. He was like the tight end five that and year. And then the next season, again. non-existent. And then there was another guy. And then there was Jimmy Grant. And it was just like all these guys that like from year to year, he doesn't carry continuity with them. And mm-hmm. I understand that like I'm not well, I mean Jimmy made, Graham, I I'm not left, using that as like a yeah. What's that? Jimmy Graham left, I think, for Chicago after that season. Double digit touchdowns, no. I think, in Green Bay. Nope. He didn't he just had a bad nope. second year at Green Bay? Yep. Okay. And so, you know, I'm just like I think you're way too high. T- tight end six? No, I think. I mean, I have him at nine. Is all conjecture. I think it's just it's just coincidence. That's exactly what it is. He has no problem what? throwing to a tight end as he showed last year, and he showed other years. Is it is it like, you know, is he like a what Rivers would probably be one of the greatest quarterback to tight end dudes ever? <laughs> I mean, he's not necessarily that. I, 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 oh, so he had how so he had like two good years with Jimmy Graham, and then his and then his tight ends after no, that were not, not very good. I said he's not, but I said he's shown us he can throw the tight end. I just think I think he wants better players. I think he's you know upset that he didn't get a receiver in the draft. Now that would definitely change this ranking uh, or, or what have you. Um, by the way, it's important to mention this is obviously completely out the window if things change with Rodgers. I feel that the closer we get to training camp, July August, he's staying put. The more Rodgers is playing. still he's on the playing. team, the more likely it is. I think I think it is that he's going to play. And, they're not going to trade. They're they're not going to trade one of the greatest quarterbacks of mm-hmm. all time. On July first, yeah, you yeah. know, so I just want to be clear that that's baked into the ranking. Obviously, at six, at tight end six, <laughs> there was, and yeah, and if you look at my quarterback rankings too, like I like a quick side note as we're doing side notes is that I didn't rank Deshaun Watson because I fully do not expect him to play whatsoever whatsoever this season. Just with, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to ignore twenty two sexual um, assault accu- accusations. You know, yeah, I, saw and, that I mean, when I did my rankings. The, the NFL does take its. The NFL does take its sweet time in, you know, handing down uh, punishments to players and everything like that. And Deshaun Watson's case is kind of like it's stuck in court limbo until like the beginning of next year. So, I mean, until we get closer to the season and it looks like Deshaun Watson's actually going to play or not play, I'm going to keep him out of my ranks. Whereas Rodgers, I think he's going to play, so I'm going to keep him in my ranks. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with that right now. Uh, I, I purposely left yeah. Watson out and mm-hmm. left Rodgers in. I did not forget about I, I Watson. Saw it and I, I hesitated, but I was like, again, it's July one. I'm like, I'm fine with him not being. My well, yeah, and, and it's not like it's first. not like we. It's, it's not like we him. like. It's not like we erected a monument of our rankings <laughs> that are like chiseled into stone. You know, like it's a digital file that we can easily you know change. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. I just like I just think the tight end six is way too late. I would much rather have Andrews, Gasicki, Jarwin, I mean, than than Robert Tunyon, just off the top of my head. And I would and I would like to hear some good things about Fant and Goddard and get the get the uh, Robert Tunyon. I'm like I'm sorry. I just like for a guy who was so touchdown dependent, I don't want him on my team. Like yeah, I mean, uh, touchdowns are really hard. They're really that's literally really hard every to tight end in the league. Tight end, well, I mean, except for Kelsey and you know maybe the top two or three, but Waller, every Kittle, single, every tight end Hawkinson. below. Yeah, Waller's not tight end. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Waller's not touchdown dependent. He had like one huge game last year and ended up with like he had you know, nine last year. He was great. He had nine. He had six well, the year before, before and he was tight end four. So that's what I mean. You don't worry about him having a four, five, six touchdowns. I just like I just worry about Robert so Tunyon being a flash in the pan when he's just like if you take if you if you more or less give him the same usage and mm-hmm. you lower that those tight end those touchdowns from eleven to like even eight, now we're talking about the tight end like eleven. 
on the season. I could see a couple things. I could see myself raising on Fant. I've got him at the top of a tier right now. I could, uh, I'm also pretty high on Jarwin. Um, I could see that coming down a little. So Fant up, Jarwin down. We talked about mm-hmm. Pitts and Tanyan just now. Uh, and we talked about it not being set in stone. So I just can't take Tanyan or Pitts out of tight end one territory is where I'm at there. And we've got another one coming up here. We'll talk about. What's your next guy? I'm pretty much my, done with Tanyan. Cause... My turn. Um, sure. Sure. My guy, next guy is Where? Tyler Higby at eight. Uh, sorry, tight end seventeen. Uh, you got Evan Ingram mm-hmm. at tight end thirteen. So you're obviously mm-hmm. like him better. I'm kind of flip flopped there, and I cannot find. Are you really? My, okay. Yeah, a little bit. Um, where do I have mine? You have who at tight end thirteen? No, I'm so much yours. You have Ingram at thirteen and Higby at seventeen. Uh-huh. I have Higby uh-huh. at twelve and Ingram at seventeen. So very similar. Um, well, okay, so why do you have Higby so high? Stafford and the Rams offense. I'm very high on the Rams offense. We're both high on the Rams offense, to be fair. Um, yeah. I okay. Mean, um, there's a lot of vacated so – other than – amount of vacated targets from Mr. Uh, Joe whatever. Yeah, but that that was Jared Goff too. And yeah, so, Matt Stafford's – he's a completely different quarterback. I mean, Stafford has shown that he'll use tight ends, but, like, Hawkinson. even Hawkinson wasn't, like, putting up super elite numbers with Stafford. They were good numbers, but they weren't elite. And I just, like I, – I feel like with those two, three wide receivers that they have in – I almost said St. Louis um, – Los Angeles already, that I feel like – Tyler Higby's going to be a little bit of an afterthought. You know, I, I think that there might be some games that where he kind of does, you know, explode a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he had that with he had that with Goff too. And remember, at the like towards the beginning of last season, I think it was like week three because he had like a good like it was like a good week two and like a really great week three or like weeks three and four. I'm sorry, I'm not going to I'm not going to pull up which weeks they were. Right. But you know what I'm saying? We're like, oh man, I think this guy's leveling up in front of our eyes, and then he disappeared for more or less the rest mm-hmm. of the season. So I, have, I fear I fear that right. that's going to happen with Higby this year too. Mm-hmm. It's just you're not going to get consistent production, and and even to, like so inconsistent that it's just going to be so hard to um, guess which game it's going to be. That that's why I have them that low. Does that make sense? It does. It does. My okay. pushback there would be well, actually, one side that I would be say would be concerning a little is uh, their depth chart is listed with three starting receivers. So. Lead you believe they like to run a lot of three receiver sets. Uh, Van who Jefferson, are those receivers? Do you Van know? Jefferson is the third, so you obviously know who okay. the top two are. And that's um, and that's the name I was struggling to come up with. Yeah, Van Jefferson. Then I feel like maybe that is it. Oh, Deshaun Jackson. Thank you. Which well, hey, you know he'll get hurt in the first snap. <laughs> but I mean, it's worth mentioning. To, it's worth mentioning. According to the the ESPN depth chart for the Rams, it's Deshaun Jackson, not Van Jefferson. Really? Okay. And well, I don't. Y- yes, and and uh, ESPN's um, website as far as like NFL depth charts is pretty darn good and usually up to. This is also the same website though that has Cam Newton or not Cam Newton, uh, Jameis Winston as the New Orleans starting quarterback. Uh, the Saints starting quarterback, and yeah. I saw that, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. I, I use our lads, but I, I, I digress. Uh, last couple things I want to say on kind of a, the Higby-Ingram thing. Catch rate last year for Ingram, 57.8. 73.3 for Tyler Higby. And again, Everett's gone, man. I Sorry, remember... say that again. I, 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 I muted you on accident. Uh, Tyler Higby was a 73.3% catch rate last year. Evan Ingram was 57.8. Mm-hmm. Yep, Danny Dimes, I get it. 
but he's still there, so that's you know that's. Ingram had some Ingram had some drops last year too. Yeah, and that and that and I and I, I did like forget Ingram. about that until we, just we now. We Ingram like his whole you know yeah he's not Mister you know the best tight end of the game, but we've always liked the value, and we did like love him early on when he was good <laughs> when he was right. rookie and I just and, and so like like I I'm gonna keep reiterating this is when I did my rankings it was just a lot of like. Would I do that? Would I draft this guy over this guy? This guy over this guy? Like it was just like if thens and like all the way down, mm. and eventually it got to. This is where I wanted Evan Ingram, and I wanted him like slightly above Hunter Henry, and and I almost want him above Gronk too, to be honest. Um, see, you got me saying it now. Um, <laughs> Hunter Henry, okay. you know, like, I, and there were some guys that I wanted to get higher, like, I, and just to kind of like do a just to kind of kind of go off topic a little bit because this wasn't uh, this wasn't a guy on either one of our lists because we both have him really low, but I really wanted Irv Smith to get higher, but I just you know I especially trust, with Kyle Rudolph I, being gone, I just don't trust that offense to give the tide in the ball. Very no, much. and 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 I actually but looked into it. Strong. I was like, okay, That's good point. I, and and so and so to to give people a heads up on just to do a side note about Irv Smith is that. I looked at, you know, Kirk Cousins and what he did with Kyle Rudolph before Irv Smith came to town with Irv Smith. And it just wasn't a lot of production at the tight end position for Minnesota. So I was just yeah. like, I, I guess you're just going to sit at tight end 20 right now. And I, and mm-hmm. even then, like, there's some guys beneath him that maybe should actually go above him, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I like Irv Smith, and I think that he's that he could be a solid weapon for the Vikings. I just, there isn't a lot of history of Kirk Cousins utilizing the tight end in uh, Minnesota, you know, mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. so I agree. Yeah. And, and, Ironic, and, ironically, I dis- uh, kind of disagree with green Bay for kind of the same thing. Right. So, but no, it's a valid point for sure. That's, yeah, why, I I just, that's why I don't like her very much. I, I like the player. I like the physicality. I like the, the blocking, you know, but we're talking, I like the player. Course, I don't yeah. like, I don't like, I don't like the, um, the, uh, like you said, the offense and the opportunity that he, the, mm-hmm. the, I don't think there isn't a lot, a lot of yeah, opportunity. He's, he's there not the person I want for that offense. I'd rather have Cousins, exactly. uh, as, as a bargain, as a late round bargain, as a, you know, draft right. quarterback. Uh, and um, okay. So let's, uh, what you got? Did, it, did did I did I sufficiently explain my my Evan Ingram and 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 yeah and maybe Evan Ingram's a little high because I forgot I don't, about I don't the drops. Me but... were, I, I don't think you absolutely hate my uh, Higby rating, and I think we're just flopped on that area. And we just admitted that mm-hmm. you know they're probably going to move, and particularly you know Ingram up for me a little, but I'll probably still have Higby above him. But yeah, I think we're just flip flopped and we're there. It's not it's not like the kind of pits because the pits argument kind of digs down into that rookie thing and the tight end thing and that's more of a real divisive uh ranking for ourselves right. as opposed to higby and yeah so i'm good um all right i got one more i got one more left um and that would be mr adam Troutman. nice adam okay. trout like man <laughs> he is a man and a trout yeah. um i'm a little high on him i'd say <laughs> At thirteen, I have him at nineteen. Right so, next to each other, folks. So you know, yeah. So, uh, what say you, sir? What, what? I mean, he Troutman didn't exactly let let set the nope. world on fire with in his rookie season. I mean, he only started in six games, and mm-hmm. I know Jared Cook isn't there anymore. Which, I mean, that helps. And the Saints didn't exactly do anything to bolster bolster their um receiving core in the offseason which was kind of surprising because it was pretty shallow anyways so i mean i get i, I can kind of see you know the 13 like he's just outside that t- 
tight end one sort of thing. So like maybe you're not drafting him as the first your as your tight as your starting tight end, but maybe you are. You know, I mean, sure. I just I don't know, man. I and no, I, and it, I know I have it, like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't call out Cole Komet because I have him at like tight end ten. Um, and in a manner of speaking, that's, that's where I'm going to go. In a manner of speaking, that's where I'm going to go first. What what I mean by that but is it, there's, a, there's a very important group here, including Higby and Komet and Troutman. But go ahead, if you're and so that. and so the the other thing I have on Troutman is that I'm going to keep calling him that. By the way, so if so if you combine Jared Cook and um, Adam Troutman's um, stats from last year, they add up to more or less being nine point seven points per game. That's not really all that great. Mm. I mean, yeah. if you think about if you put it in a context on a, on a per game average, it's like you know tight end eight on a per points per game average. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, are you happy getting nine point seven half PPR points per game? I'm not, especially when it could. I mean, that's the average. So yeah, it could be a little bit more, could be a little bit less. Man, you hit that less, and oh, that's a sad day right there. You know, I just yeah. Why is this not giving me college stats? So I see the. I'll probably end up moving Fant out of this tier, move him up probably above Jarwin into the bottom of the next tier. Um, you mm-hmm. briefly touched on Goddard. We're really in this Higby, Troutman, Komet area at 12, 13, and 14. That is the bottom of that tier for me. Um, I, I believe you I, mean I'm Trout pretty high Man. On, <laughs> Trout Man. I'm, I'm pretty darn high on Komet too. <laughs> so as I got to the tight end 12 area, you know, no longer a tight end one, um, which is what we're mainly concerned about. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to leave myself some really some sleepers uh, maybe maybe they're not too 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 well known to be sleepers but to you know some darts to throw some guys that i like you know your troutmans your commits right. your hippies um commit i'm sorry troutman was a huge producer so, in college uh granted it was at a division whatever not division 1a so you have to take that into account his snap percentage as you stated he didn't play good high percent percentages for the vast majority of the year but it went up as the season went on. He got in 61%. I can't tell what week that is. Is that, well, it's 14, whatever. I can't, I can't, I can't see the top of the column. That's all. Uh, it's the last couple weeks. And the last two weeks of the season, 69%, 64%. Hey, this is coming from a guy that wasn't getting stats. This is coming from a guy playing with Jared Cook. Jared Cook's in, I almost said San Diego. <laughs> Jared Cook is in LA now with the Chargers. So we've got more targets to go around. And Troutman is a heck of a blocker. I think he uh, graded out as the highest rated run blocker by PFF at, at the tight end position last year. So he's going to be on okay. the field. So in terms of snaps, it's not targets. That doesn't mean targets, to be fair. But now you're getting opportunity. Now, now maybe you're getting goal line targets because you're on the field uh, almost all the time. So that snap percent is going to go much higher. He's a just a dynamo in college and... My only pushback for my own ranking would probably be the quarterback situation, because I've mm-hmm. made that I made that point I, about like Camara and others, and I'm pretty darn low on Thomas too. But that that's my that's my uh, Troutman love. But I'm not gonna like commit. They could swap Higby. Those three could just all year. I say all year. You know, before regular um, season. It, it's easy. It's it, it could happen. So I, I kind of oh, had them okay. in the same same. I kind of feel the same. About I, just, them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Those three. All right, I'd, I'd rather have Cole come in every day of the week, as our ice cream bar bet says on the board say, over there. We, we did make a bet on that, which is I why have, he's, he's. I have not he, forgotten about. And 
if I do end up moving commit in my rankings, I will stay with my bet, of course. I understand that kind of means I don't feel the same way, but I don't want to be somebody who's pigeonholed into, <laughs> you know, you got to love Troutman for the rest of your life or whatever. But uh, no, I'm high on him. I think he's going to have a great year. Cool. Cool. All right, let's move on to some quarterbacks since we started with the tight ends. Um, who's the first quarterback you would like to call me out on? Uh, well, I think we're going to call each other out on this one. So kind of like Pitts, we can uh, get that, that one out of the way. Is it Tannehill? Mm-hmm. You have him at number seven. Yeah, it's don't, yeah. and I have him at eleven. That's only four spots, but still, man, it's. Uh, but, but I mean, want, tight end. Or, or, I'm know? sorry, quarterback so, number seven. Like, okay, so here's my thing. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're, so if you're, if he's your quarterback number seven, you're drafting him as your starting quarterback for week one, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're hoping you don't have to. Obviously, I don't have to stream. Now I will okay. say I could probably so, wait to get him. Do you know who do you know who Tannehill's first three games are? I do not. It is Arizona. That's not a very good matchup. Uh the Seattle, that's a good one. And Indy, not a very good matchup. So yeah. Who is the second I, I, I'm I mean, I heard Arizona and Indy. Who is the Seattle? Middle? It's at Seattle. Home yeah. at home versus Arizona at Seattle, home versus Indy. I've Two out of those three are not good matchups at all. Fair, fair. Yeah, Seattle wasn't very good last at year. I will, I will say Arizona was dead last versus the tight end the year before last. But I think the main reason for that they drafted that linebacker, very athletic, Rig, Riddick, Riddick, the, the guy they just, the guy that just got in trouble with the law. Uh oh, <laughs> Riddick. Yeah. I did not know that. I think he has a lot I to do remember. with their tight end defense. Um, we also realize that defense and offensive line are the two hardest things to kind of carry over in the real NFL. Um, so, you know, I don't think there's any guarantee Arizona is amazing against tight end, but they were last year. You know, we're not talking point. about tight ends. We're talking about quarterbacks. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Pass game. I'm still stuck on tight ends. My bad. Um, I yeah. can tell. <laughs> Arizona's a great, yeah, right. Arizona's a great pass rush. That's a good point. They've got, um, what's his face coming off the edge. Used to be with uh, New England. But, JJY and, and I mean, the other guy. A lot of it has to do with, with uh, Hulu showing up. I think a lot of fantasy players believe he's got a good year or two left, like like good year. I mean, not not the wide receiver one or even. Necessarily. I like I like Tannehill with, with I like Tannehill better with Julio and like so I know in years past I've said I don't like Ryan Tannehill. I know this is only like this is technically our year one season of the mm-hmm. of uh, AFFB, but. And I know last year I was just like, you know, I don't think Tannehill is very good and blah, blah, blah. So now my sh- my reason has f- shifted from Tannehill's a decent quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you and, and, you know, on, I think a bit. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and having him be my quarterback 11, I think, shows that. But Agreed. at the same time, my, my main concern about Tannehill is usage with Derrick Henry there and um, Darrington Evans and that other guy that is behind um, Derrick Henry, you know, if Derrick Henry to go down, they have two, they'll probably run a committee of the, those two other guys. And I think they're going to run the ball just as much as they did last year. Maybe not all with Derrick Henry because Darrington Evans was hurt at, at times last year. And so was the other guy, but Nichols, McNichols. The, and that's, and that's, this is my main concern about Tannehill and which is why I have him at 11 versus, you know, the seven that you do is that usage. There's going to be games where it's just run the ball with Derrick Henry. And yeah, Tannehill's just not going to have a large body of work. But we said the same things last year about Tannehill and A.J. Brown, and look what happened. <laughs> A.J. Brown produces like almost no matter what, it seems like. 
That's great. We're not talking about A.J. Brown. We're talking about Ryan Tannehill. I know, but he's the guy he throws the ball to. Like, the same stuff was said about A.J. Brown that was said about Tannehill. The volume is too low. And I think I think the moves that they've made this offseason show that not, not only will they maybe lighten the load on Henry a little and maybe give some work to some other guys, but also I think they're not going to go pass happy by any means. They're still a run-oriented team. But I think that the run-pass ratio is going to go... You know, they're going to pass more. You bring in personnel like Julio, man, versus a Corey Davis. I mean, I like Corey Davis as a two. That doesn't that, that doesn't mean that they're going to pass more? I I think not only because I've seen of these, I've seen NFL teams do this. Games. They they'll like they'll load up their wide receiver core, blah blah, blah and they'll even, and they'll even come out with press conferences saying we're going to pass more this season. We're going to pass more, and then they don't. I I think the um I, I, um, I, I use I would use Lamar Jackson as exam ex, as Exhibit A. I think they want to pass more to be more balanced, to win more, to win playoff games and win a Super Bowl. And I think they've got an offense that can do it. And there's one thing that I'm going to uh, I'm going to add to your argument because you I don't think you're going to say it and it's actually against me, but I'm going to say it anyways uh, because it is it is a relevant um argument those, point those to make, I guess ones. I should say, mm-hmm. is uh, is that the Titans uh uh um their De- Titans cornerbacks last season were really really bad. The defense was and good, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there were ball times game. though in games where they, even though they were down by two or three scores, they were still running the ball. But at the same time, if you have a Julio, which I, I think an, an aging Julio is still better than Corey Davis, mm-hmm. you know, like and you have some and you have some continuity uh, clear up a little bit or some tight end, uh, you know, the, the, excuse me, I can't talk tonight. The tight end room has kind of been cleared up a little bit. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. By getting rid of uh, Johnu Smith and keeping Anthony Ferkser, and I love Ferkser this year. Yeah, he's another um, one. Uh, I don't think I've got he's him he's a there. nice he's a nice um, value tight end that if I completely like fifteenth round, you know, like yeah, shot in the dark, like like hail mary, you know, sort of tight end that could easily produce yeah, on it, like maybe not a week to week basis, but he's a, he could be a good he could be a good streamer. What? Yeah, we didn't even I didn't have him ranked yet. I completely agree. I've been keeping an Ferkser? eye on him. Yeah, you have Ferks on there, don't you? Do I? I don't see him on the position. Nope, you don't. No, I do. He'll, he'll, he will uh-huh. be on there. I, I'm already higher than that on him. Trust me. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I like it. I like Ferkser. I like the offense. So. All right, cool. All right, Chris. The next guy I want to call you out on is uh, Trevor Lawrence. You have him at 23. I have him at 19, and I think I have him still pretty low. Um, and you say I'm low on rookies, and you have the right. only rookie quarterback you have. You have at 23. Yeah. What say yeah. you, sir? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's just a lot of question marks. I think he was put on a positional at the bottom. I wasn't terribly concerned about ranking a rookie quarterback like in the top 12. So I was kind of like, eh, let's look at some other guys. Um, beyond that, I don't have the best answer. Um. You know, I'd have to take your angle, <laughs> which would be contradictory to my other positions. Uh, he is a rookie. Uh, there's some unanswered questions there, uh, but deep down, I believe he's going to be a he's going to be a stud. Uh, year one, hmm, you know, I, I like. Here's the what pieces. I have on him. And, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And this this is what uh, to make your point, and one of the reasons why he uh, maybe not won't succeed in year one is that the, the as of right now, uh, PFF came out with their their pre. 2021 season offensive line um, ratings 
And the Jags are at 23rd best. Now, that's yeah. not very good. They didn't do a whole lot this offseason to address their offensive line. Instead, they took Travis Etienne, where I was kind of like, ooh, you could yeah. draft an offensive lineman right here. And then they like took that. Etienne yeah. instead, which seemed a little odd. But, I mean, whatever. To that point, um, uh, what's his face? Urban Meyer is scaring me a little bit, man. He kind of is. Like, this stuff we're hearing. I mean, I know it's all BS in June, but go ahead. I'm just what's saying. That? Just He's just... He's just weird, man. Like college coaches don't usually have success. Um, maybe that's an old take. I don't know, but I still feel like they've been very. That's, far I, I think that's an old take because a lot of these NFL coaches were college coaches at one point. I meant uh, jump straight from. Uh, no, okay. if anybody could do it, you would think it would be one of the most pilot coaches of all time, right? But uh, some of the stuff coming out of his mouth, some of the decisions, such as Etienne, uh, just has me a little concerned. But no, he won't stay at twenty-three for me. Um, I um, got to figure out what to do with Ben also because they're right next to each other and there's a question yeah, about Ben too. I feel like – like, and this is why I want to, to put Trevor Lawrence even higher is that he has a really, really stocked wide receiver core with – and for those people who don't know, with yeah. DJ Chark, mm-hmm. um, LaVisca Chenault or Chenault as some people are starting to call him. I I've guess that's that. the proper pronunciation. I think, corrected, I think he corrected somebody if, if memory serves, but go ahead. Yeah. And um, they they also have Marvin uh, Jones too, who they signed in the off season. Uh, they don't really have a tight end of note, no, per se. But they but they do have two uh, running backs that are very adept at catching out of the backfield as well. Yep. So yeah, I, I like, and I think those are the reasons why he, if he's going to succeed, it's because of those. He has a nice supporting cast around him. That offensive line is going to get him pummeled a little bit. But you know, but his, I, we've seen offensive. Line, we have. We have seen offensive lines make big, big leaps from year to year, too. Of course. You know, course. like it's it's not unheard of. It's just and, you know, PFF isn't the end all be all when it comes to like ranking stuff, right. you know. Right. And we, we 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 just like to use them as as a, um, you know, kind of a reference point more than anything else, you know, I, I because like at, I, like I don't sit around and rate every single offensive line. I don't have time for that. So I let them do it and I kind of go by what they say. Yeah, and no, sometimes I, I agree it... with them and sometimes I don't. I think they're a good starting point. Is is what they are. Yep, exactly. You, 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 you may not heard my joke. I said I like these Madden rankings, rank, or ratings. <laughs> joke, joke, joke. Um, no, is that all you uh, got? Uh, pretty much. I just like, and the other thing I have was like, I mean, you have Big Ben, Taysom Hill, and Jalen Hurts uh, uh, ahead of him, and he's and he's just ahead of Daniel Jones. Like he's like. Right, you know, yeah, I can almost guarantee you what's going to happen. Daniel is, Jones is I'm going to end up. Uh, and I was I was waiting till you're done to to come back to this. Is I was going to say so probably. I still I still like Mayfield. And I still kind of like Carr. Okay, so I can bet you money that Ben will probably raise above. You know, probably Wentz. Really, and so will Trevor Lawrence. So they'll be in that okay, speaking fi- of- 15, 18 range. Okay. Speaking of Wentz, you kind of wanted to say a little something about him. What, 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 what yeah, say that's you, again sir? why I came back to this is because it just it happened to be right in that area, right at my QB 18. Uh, well, Josh is an indie fan, um, but he hasn't very recently ranked at QB 15. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? I don't know what to do with him, so I just stuck him at 15. <laughs> and that's kind of, and we talked about it off the air for a little bit. Uh, I, think, so. I, I, think he, I think he has potential of being a legit QB 1. Um, I don't like his weapons all that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love... You know, Pittman being a young receiver, and same with um, Paris Campbell, who's like barely played at all in his NFL career. Mm-hmm. And I still think T.Y. Hilton has some left in the tank, too. Left. Like, I just, 
I feel like a lot of people who hate T.Y. Hilton didn't really watch him last season, which I didn't get a whole lot of chances to. But from what I heard, he still looked good. It was just him and Rivers were just not in sync with each page. other. And you're talking so, about two veterans that have been playing with a different quarterback for quite a long time, you know. Well, maybe not Rivers. Yeah, but. and and Rivers, you could tell Rivers' arm was not was not what it used to be. So mm-hmm. I feel like T.Y. Hilton just didn't have the chance to stretch the field all that much. Didn't have a chance I, to play, and, do what he does well. Yeah, and Carson Wentz does is does have the ability to th- to throw the ball downfield. We'll see how accurately, but you know, and he and he's probably going to have a lot more time than he did in his previous yeah, season. That, that was going to be my, my overall arcing theme was just how bad Philly was last year. Offensive line ranking, you know, just, uh, you could even yeah. play a, a ranking for Hertz, um, you know, cause that, that'll bring, if, if, Offensive if you think they line, can turn, turn around uh, or you think that receiving weapons, like, yep. like just, I mean, when, Those what was that? What was so bad last name? year, man? What was that? What was that one dude's name that just kind of popped out of nowhere and the wide receiver for the Eagles? Um, Fulgham. Uh, Travis Fulgham. Yep. Fulgham, yes. Real flash in the pan guy. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Uh, you know, and then the other in Wentz's favor is I mean, he showed us he can play MVP caliber football for a good team. You know, not he can. two years ago, I think. Two, three. Uh, so three. different coach, different regime. I get it. But uh, so well, I don't same know, coach, actually. And I don't want to be too biased in terms of, you know, Dallas, Philly, all this BS. I want to make sure I give him a fair shake is why I wanted to bring him up tonight. Um, so we'll see where he ends up. But right now, I think we're both on the same page. We kind of don't want to do He's, all these question marks. Wentz is definitely about. going to be a quarterback on the move on my list as well. With, with Same with Lawrence is that just for right now, without uh, without a whole lot of like team news coming out and not a lot of training camp mm-hmm. and practice and everything going on with these NFL teams, I'm just... He's going to hey, stay at 15 for the moment. And hey, Superplex. He could go down, but you he's know, probably going to go up. Right. And Superplex, you know, come, we'll, we'll be ready. You know, we'll, we'll have our hand, our handle on uh, Wentz and uh, and uh, Lawrence and all of them. Um, and it will matter for Superflex, you know, if you've got to have a good top 24. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. All right. Um, let's, let's, I, I, got, I got a quarterback that I'm calling us both out on. I'm calling <laughs> us both out on this quarterback. Awesome, okay. Awesome. <laughs> You have this guy at quarterback 20. I am sorry. I did not write down where I had him. So let me look it up real quick. The guy that I'm talking about here is Jalen Hurts. I have him at 23. Yeah. Okay. I got 20. And here's why I wanted to bring him up. So I don't really go actively seek out other people's fantasy analysts because I try and be try and make my own analysis my own i don't want to like accidentally from other opinions I, so it's not yeah i don't want to accidentally um regurgitate someone else's mm-hmm. um work or whatever you know what i'm saying that too yep. so but every once in a while like that sort of stuff pops up in my news feed because i do research for these players for the show and you know and i do fantasy points research all the time so i get i, I, I read headlines and jalen hurts has been uh, popping up here and there about being a sleeper this year. So I was like, well, I wonder why that is. And I didn't read it. I didn't read any of these articles. I wanted to figure it out on my own. And I think it's because of the rushing. Yeah. And, code. and so listen to this. Here's what I, I looked into this this afternoon. So here's what I've gleaned from this. He said he started the last four games of 2020 for the Eagles, right? Sounds right. In those games, he averaged 68 rushing yards. Um, uh, three quarters of a rushing touchdown per game. I was just going to say, yep, I remember Two, that. 200, 229 uh, passing yards, 1.25 uh, 
passing touchdowns per game and a three quarters of an interception per game. So they, you know, that interception rates a little high, Should but to nice put that all in the context and to put it on the context, because we're a fantasy show and we're talking about fantasy points here. That's roughly 25 fantasy points per game. That's awesome. Yeah. You that's want that. great. And you want it in the, that's pretty freaking great, right? 15th or 12th round or whatever this may be. Yeah. No, I, this is my problem. Go ahead. Hmm? Here's my problem. 2% accuracy while throwing the ball. Now we percent? talked to, we what was talked that percent 52, 52. Ooh. That is 2% over 50%. <laughs> For those keeping track at home. That's not good. And a lot of that was, a lot of that was he had a really, really awful game in week 17 against the Washington football team. Um, he, excuse, excuse me, I didn't write down the stats for that, but, the um, game? the only thing that saved, the only thing that saved his fantasy points in that game was his two rushing touchdowns. Otherwise he would have ended up with three fantasy points yeah, if he wouldn't have gotten those rushing touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, like scared about how bad Philly could be, man. Mm. They, I mean, but, but, you know, Jalen hurts is, I mean, he's a mobile quarterback. He, I mean, part of his problem with Oklahoma and even Alabama was accuracy you know it's just he struggled you know uh, efficiently passing the ball at times and part of his and the only thing i think a lot of what saved him in oklahoma was cd lamb that is cd lamb right yeah yeah they played yeah yep. Yep. his last year so i just i i mean i feel like your 20 and my 23 is definitely probably too low if he's gonna if he's gonna get those rushing numbers i mean you're gonna get 68 rushing yards per game that's a big mm-hmm. difference right there mm-hmm you know, and, and maybe he's one of those guys where you do get you draft two quarterbacks. I mean, you don't customarily do that, but sometimes when you draft one real late, or should I say, when you well, draft two, and, real and late, here's the and here's the thing that I wanted to say about mm-hmm. here's the thing I wanted to say about uh, drafting quarterbacks too is that you have to read the room when your league's drafting. If you're sitting there and you're waiting on quarterbacks and people are starting to take a second quarterback, it's time to draft a quarterback like almost immediately because otherwise you're going to get left with mm-hmm. garbage. And if you're and if you and if you play in a league with nine or eleven other guys or gals, and they're and they're and they're holding two quarterbacks at all times, that means you need to hold two quarterbacks too. Yep, you'll like, see that sometimes in home leagues. It's forcing your hand to do so. Leagues. You'll see that more casual leagues. You'll you, you get you always get it. You get your guys taking. I've heard of some expert leagues do that too. Yeah, yeah. So, I've heard of expert leagues do that as well. So oh, it's just. Yeah, dang. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just it's just you have to read the room. If people are starting to take a second quarterback, it's time to start drafting a quarterback, even if it is only the eighth round. You know, I, I, like I think after this conversation, otherwise think, you um, go ahead. I was otherwise, you're gonna get this conversation left. that you can have. Um, what am I saying? Superflex. I mean, he's got to be a QB two, right? He's got to be twenty four and up, if not twenty or sixteen. You know what I mean? Like he's probably a good quarterback too in superflex, right? I mean, not necessarily. Yeah, in a superflex, he might he might start pushing top ten. There, That's if you're gonna, if he's gonna rush that, at. I was thinking more like under, like thirteen and under, but okay, just because technically a QB two, but yeah, he, there's a world where he is a QB one, but I don't know with this Philly offense, but uh, he runs around a, a ton, man. I don't, I don't know either, but I mean, look at, look I've at Lamar Jackson in 2019, or even last year, there was a thousand yards there. I mean, um, Hertz wasn't gonna, well, he was gonna maybe hit a thousand yards, like with if you that. extrapolated it over sixteen games. Mm-hmm. Well, seventeen this year, but right. yeah, that's that's all the that's all the quarterbacks. I just wanted to like kind of call us both out on that. I'm like, I think that yeah. maybe we need to reevaluate that Jalen Hurts a little bit. Yep, yeah, he's stinky, but he's I mean, if he's going to run that much, uh, if he's going to run is, that much, man, it's uh, a lot of talk has been this is their, you know, let's see what we have in Hurts. 
season tear if, all if, down. If, tear if, all he, down if, if he falls, he falls, and we end up and, he, and we end up with a super high draft pick. And if he if he succeeds, exactly. then you know we've got lightning in a bottle. You know exactly, and like exactly. a third round bottle, but still, whatever. Yeah. Um, do you have any any anybody else you want to talk about? I think that was it for quarterbacks. I kind of lumped a couple yeah. in there, two or three into a couple of conversations, and I feel yeah. good about it. Uh, however, as we okay. just addressed, I think we've got some adjusting to do, uh, particularly in that area for of quarterbacks. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, it's it's uh, it's version 1.0, more or less, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. And it's, it's, go, ahead, I, go ahead. I feel like uh, we can readdress this again at the beginning. Like, we can readdress this subject or kind of just touch on some changes we've made, like, in a month from now and – you know, but guess what next week is, Chris? Guess what mm, next week is? This is, this is gonna be the meat that thing, show. that juicy thing that everyone, every fantasy football player loves, and that is running backs. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, mm-hmm. the running now, backs. I remember running into a little difficulty with quarterback, being like, we're so close on so many guys. I'm sure there'll be running backs we're close on, but I think it's important with running back to like debate at four four rank. Oh, we're gonna have some differences. That's for sure. Yeah, but we've I'm already, just saying, we've already. I would be more inclined to argue the top the order of the top, I don't know, five, six, seven running backs and be like, this is important because you don't want to miss, you know, type of I, thing. I don't, I don't know. I think like the top four, if you look at my ranks are just We're similar. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of a, what, whatever you want to do. If you want to take one of these guys over the other one, fine. I, no, I'm no, not going to argue with no anyone over that. that kind of now, thing. if, unless you're saying Derek Henry, cause then I'm like, don't do that, please. Derek Henry? Um, oh yeah. Running back. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're in car in my head. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, we've got some yeah, concerns. So about that's usage. next week. Yep, but that's next week's folks. Um, until next time, then you can catch us in podcast format if you are watching us on YouTube. Pretty much wherever podcasts are available. Um, Trevor, your local uh, podcast dealer that's you know behind the try and save or whatever. We do, uh, even distribute our podcast to him, so we don't we don't advise that you go with him. But if that's how you get your podcast, <laughs> go for it. Uh, if you are listening in podcast format, we are available wherever YouTube is available, you know, even in the uh, the Ukrainian dark web as well. So once again, don't really don't really ask that you go to the Ukrainian dark web. But if you have to, we are there on YouTube. Um, I've done some player videos that you can check out on our YouTube channel and yada, yada, yada. Um, until next time. Have a goodbye, everybody. Like, share and subscribe. See you, everybody. Yeah, yeah.